Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel, broadcasting from the Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Thank you for being here today. Coming up on the show, we have news, weather, sports. I will talk in studio about art with a Mansfield-based husband and wife team. Also coming up, we have the Mansfield events calendar, and we will conclude with your chance to win a $25 gift card to Branded Burger Company with the trivia question of the week. Taking a look at this week's headlines. Downtown pedestrians continue to play Frogger as talk of mid-block crosswalks are stalled. Viewing the city's development projects are now just a mouse click away. County commissioner to hold event to help ease the voting process. The USA Hockey National Championships are coming to Mansfield. This Valentine's Day, how about some flowers, chocolates, and waffles? And our unscientific poll question, what's your favorite Mansfield Park? We have the answers along with your weekly weather forecast and local sports. The news starts in 30 seconds. This is about Mansfield. Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver. Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past the turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's It's our roads. It's It's our safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Mid-block crosswalks in downtown was a hot topic of conversation at the city council meeting last week. Four possible locations were proposed. South Main Street, just south of the fire station near Kimball. About 100 yards south of Broad Street near the backyard and the lot. Mid-block on the historic 100 block of North Main Street and on Mauser Way. The talks stalled when the city council could not reach a four-person majority consensus. There is no word on when the council will take another look at the topic. Have you ever wondered what was being planned for a property that has a yellow zoning change requested sign posted in front of it? Now you can see for yourself on the City of Mansfield's new development project webpage. The project page contains several clickable tabs that include zoning cases that are pending, as well as developments that have been recently approved, are under construction, or have been completed. Deputy City Manager Joe Smolinski explains how you can easily identify new development projects while you're driving around town. If you're driving around, you're not quite sure what streets you're on or what that project might be, you can turn on location services on your phone or your iPad or wherever, whatever device you happen to be on, and it'll pull up right where you are in relation to that. Smolinski adds that the interactive website map isn't just about commercial properties. One that I do want to point out is, you know, we talk about all of the new friends and neighbors that are coming to town and all of the homes that are being built. You can go to this active residential tab. And you can really see just how many housing developments are going up right now. You can view the city's new development project map by going to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on links. With elections just around the corner, Precinct 2 Commissioner Devin Allen wants to make sure that area voters are up to speed on the new Heart Intercivic Verity voting system. Commissioner Allen will be hosting a Citizens Training and Demonstration event on Thursday, February 6th at 6 p.m. at the Tarrant County Sub-Courthouse on East Broad Street next door to City Hall. The event is designed to let people try out the new equipment and ask any questions they may have about it. The new equipment was purchased last year and used for the first time in the November 2019 elections. 
An official from the Elections Department will be on site to answer voter questions. The Chipotle USA Hockey High School National Championships are coming to Mansfield. Visit Mansfield announced last week that the puck will drop on March 26th through the 30th in the biggest tournament this city has seen yet. 38 teams, over 650 athletes spread across two boys' divisions and a girls' division will hit the ice for some hard-hitting hockey. Several of the athletes that have played in this tournament in recent years were reportedly picked up in the NHL draft. Admission to the tournament is free, open to the public, and the entire Mansfield community is invited to grab a front row seat for the competition. This may or may not be just the thing that you're looking for to add that extra special romantic touch to this year's Valentine's Day. Area Waffle House restaurants are now accepting reservations for Valentine's Day dinner, which falls on Friday, February 14th, and for reservations, 17 locations are participating statewide. You'll have to travel a little bit farther than the Mansfield location, as the nearest participating Waffle House is located at 1100 East Pioneer Parkway in Grand Prairie. For the full list of Waffle House reservation-taking restaurants, visit our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. And you know, Colleen, nothing says I love you more than gazing into the eyes of your beloved and asking, will you pass the syrup, honey bunny? In this week's Unscientific Poll podcast, Mansfield Recording Studio once again took to the internet and asked the question, what's your favorite park in Mansfield? Colleen has the top three. Okay, the third favorite park in Mansfield is the Walnut Creek Linear Trail. Number two is Catherine Rose Memorial Park. And coming in at number one is the Elmer Oliver Nature Park. The Mansfield Park System turns 60 years old this year, and we look forward to talking more about the parks in future episodes of About Mansfield. We'll have the results of another unscientific poll next week. Do you want to build a snowman? Let's check the weather forecast for the week with Alexa. Here's the weather in Mansfield for the next seven days. Wednesday, 39 degrees Fahrenheit and sleet. Thursday, 51 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Friday, 63 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Saturday, 60 degrees and lots of sun. Sunday, 67 degrees and lots of clouds. Monday, 70 degrees and cloudy skies. Tuesday, 63 degrees and cloudy skies. Taking a look at sports around the area, the UIL has realigned their district statewide, and that makes for a more interesting district of doom. That would be District 11-6A, which now includes Cedar Hill, DeSoto, Duncanville, Mansfield High, Lake Ridge High, Waco, Waco Midway, and Waxahachie. Summit drops from 6A to 5A, joining Legacy in District 4-5A1. Timberview goes from sharing a district with six-time state champion Highland Park to sharing a district with nine-time state champion Alito in District 5-5A2. The Texas Collegiate Hockey Conference playoff games will be played at the Star Center Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this week. On Thursday, TCU plays Dallas Baptist at 4 p.m., while Texas A&M plays UT Austin starting at 7 p.m. On Friday, East Texas Baptist takes on the winner of the A&M Texas game starting at 4 p.m., while UTEP takes on the winner of the TCU-DBU game. That starts at 7 p.m. The championship game also takes place at the Star Center on Saturday. The puck drops at 1 p.m. 
them, $5 per game will get you in the door. Taking a look at local high school home games for the upcoming week, Friday, February 7th, Mansfield men and women's basketball starts at 3.30 p.m. at the Mansfield Gymnasiums. Lakers Lady Eagle Soccers play Grand Prairie, 4.30 p.m. at Newsom Stadium, while the Lakeridge men soccer play Summit, 4.30 at Lakeridge. Summit men and women's basketball starts at 4.30 at home there at Summit High School. Legacy men and women's basketball at Legacy starts at 5.30, while Legacy men and women's soccer at the Legacy High School football stadium starting at 6 p.m. Saturday, February 8th, a doubleheader in softball. Legacy softball games start at 9.30 in the morning and 1.30 in the afternoon at Legacy. And Sunday, February 9th, baseball starts in Mansfield. Legacy baseball game, 4.30 p.m. at the Legacy baseball field. Lake Ridge has a baseball scrimmage versus Granbury, 5 p.m. there at the Lake Ridge baseball fields. Tuesday, February 11th, we're back to basketball. Lake Ridge men and women's basketball versus Mansfield, 4.00. 30 at Lake Ridge. Timberview men and women's basketball versus Legacy High School, 430 at Timberview. Let's take a look at the National Day of for the upcoming week. Here's Colleen. Wednesday, February 5th is National Weatherman's Day. Thursday, February 6th is National Lame Duck Day and National Chopsticks Day. Friday, February 7th, is National Wave Your Fingers at Your Neighbor Day. You get to choose which fingers. Saturday, February 8th, is National Boy Scout Day. Sunday, February 9th, is National Pizza Day, which also coincides with National Toothache Day. Monday the 10th is National Clean Out Your Computer Day, and we round out the week Tuesday, February 11th, is National Don't Cry Over Spilled Milk Day. That's a look at news, weather, and sports. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, please send us an email at news at aboutmansfield.com. That, again, is news at aboutmansfield.com. When we come back, Steve will talk about art in Mansfield, from murals to kaleidoscopes to tattoos and much more with Mary Elizabeth and Eddie Phillips. We're back in 30 seconds. You're listening to About Mansfield. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Welcome back to another segment of... Of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the studios of Podcast Mansfield in Mansfield, Texas. And in the studio today, we have a husband and wife team who are two of my favorite people here in Mansfield. And Mary Elizabeth and, and Eddie Phillips are uh, the epitome of bohemian lifestyle and and something that, that, that I greatly respect. Mary Elizabeth and Eddie, thanks for, uh, for being on the show today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us here. We met when you lived out in Rendon, and you became very involved in, in historic Mansfield, as, as, as was I. And um, describe what life was like when you were living out in Rendon. We lived out in Rendon on some of Eddie's family's land that had been in the Teague family for 
a hundred years. It was a great place to start off a career as an artist because we had space and privacy to learn how to corral the materials and mess and noise of an artistic lifestyle in relative privacy without disturbing anyone. And we got to live out our fantasy of having a bohemian homestead with chickens and goats and a welding shop and a paint studio. And the house you lived in kept growing because, if I recall, part of the house used to be a restaurant. Uh, the hot dog stand we got from the Hesters. Uh, they had they had hauled it off from somewhere and offered it to us because they knew what we were trying to build. And it became a bedroom, right? Yes, it, it did become a bedroom. It but did. it started out as a den. And, and then, then it was the boys' bedroom when they mm-hmm. became teenagers. And then it became my glass studio when I started working with glass. The whole house was built from recycled buildings that we collected from Bill Hester and Son out in Rendon and pieced together into a really beautiful piece of artwork in itself. I remember a a great porch out on the back that uh, my former partner and I had played music on. Yes. You also inherited a house from historic Mansfield, from, yes. the, from the city of Mansfield, is that right? Yes, the city of Mansfield. How much acreage did you have out, out in, in Rendon? Seven acres is what we finally acquired. And uh, the house we inherited from Mansfield went to the new portion of the property and it became my, my welding shop. And the welding shop is what you use to create art. Yes. The two of you are artists. Yes particularly public art. Describe some of the public art that people can see downtown in historic Mansfield. I believe the count is now 46 murals of various sizes. Some of them are as small as a piece of notebook paper, but some of them are 20 by 30 feet. 20 ghost signs on the new lofts that portray historic businesses and names in town. Across the street from the post office? Yes. Right. We have two giant kaleidoscopes, including the largest freestanding kaleidoscope in Texas. And where can people find that? That is on the corner of Broad and Main Street. And there's another smaller one on Main Street by the Chamber of Commerce. Right. And now they're also in Waxahachie, Ennis, and Twin Falls, Idaho. And Haley, Idaho. And Haley, Idaho the giant kaleidoscope sculptures. And we have some other sculptures in downtown Fort Worth. We have another giant one that's even bigger than the one on Broad Street that's we're in talks with um, Boise, Idaho. Yeah. We still have our fingers crossed on that one. (laughs) And a lot of your work comes from the welding shop where you are are developing I mean what what you do with just rings of metal is 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 pretty astounding and uh, thank you so a lot of that does come from the welding shop yes your new place that that you moved into here in historic Mansfield you you also have a shop yes where do you get your materials there are scrap yards that we go to and we buy by weight and um, cut it to the shapes we need and then the ideas come from Mary's sketchbook, yeah. and then the next stop is the shop where I weld it all together. And I'm not, I'm not great at welding. <laughs> I do the glass. So when you go to a, a, a salvage yard or a scrap yard, there's art all over the place. Oh, absolutely. Everything, Everything is out a there potential is art. piece of art, and you just have to weigh what, what it's like to this? wrestle with it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and how do you store it until you wrestle it? That is a huge challenge, especially now that we're in an urban environment, is we can't 
purchase everything that catches our eye. We really have to have a plan for everything. And You'll go through the yard and, and pull out all the pieces that you're interested in, and then you, there's no possible way you can get them up to the desk because you've got hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Wow. So you just have to pick your favorite pieces and take them. What would you say was your most ambitious project? Something that you look back, you're going, wow, that, that took a lot more effort or energy than I anticipated. The Mansfield 3030, I think. And describe the, the 3030 project. The 3030 project is was Mary Elizabeth's brainchild. You 30 murals in 30 yes, days. exactly. Um, and we would paint them without really announcing where they were going to go. Sometimes they would be small. Sometimes they would be large. And we would go in sort of after five and try to accomplish a mural so that the next day there would be something else that just had appeared. And it really brought a lot of interest and intrigue to the community because it generated a lot of buzz about what's happening. All of a sudden there's this big mural. People didn't know if it was somebody just graffitiing. We'd have the, <laughs> the police would see us and they finally were like, okay, we know them. Right. We're not going to stop and ask any questions. You know, we're not going to come here with five gallons of paint and a ladder if we're trying to do something sneaky. Uh, <laughs> the one that that stands out in my mind from the 30 and 30 is the little mouse that's down at the the base of one of the buildings. I think it's over it's by... Circle. and But right next to it is, I believe it's called Felix the Cat. It is. Yes. Now, Felix the Cat is life-size. Oh, he's larger than life. And then down at the base of the Zarko building is just this tiny mouse hole. Are the two related did you mean to put a cat by a mouse? or No, it just happened that way. It's just, that it was just the way it unrolled. It, it basically. flows. You, one thing leads you to another idea. And, okay, we've got the little mouse, and I believe that he has a little clothesline. Exactly. And then he also has a little flower that is a miniature of a giant flower that's on the other side of Main Street. So one idea leads you to another idea, and it's not necessarily premeditated, but it all winds up flowing. What are some of the other projects downtown that that people can uh, see that maybe they didn't know it was Mary Elizabeth's and Eddie's, and now they will know? What are some of the other projects down there? Uh, the remodeling of the front of the far best. Yes. That's one I always forget about, even. <laughs> no, uh, we forget all the time about things that we've done. You know, even the sign in the front of the lot where sure. it lights up, it says mm-hmm. the lot. Um, the arch over at the backyard was mm-hmm. ours. There's a new mural at the backyard, but mm-hmm. no one really sees it yet because Main Street's under construction, so people tend to enter through the back. It's kind of, of an ode to our crumb. And the welcome to historic Mansfield yes. up by the lofts yes. is we, yours. We yes. did that, and we have the second one that's going to go on South Main in our little backyard waiting for the street to be finished. (laughs) When do you think that'll... uh, We're supposed to be able to install it in December. You mentioned that uh, a couple of your kaleidoscopes have made their way to Idaho. How did that happen? A nice couple from Idaho had family in San Antonio, and they heard about kaleidoscope. They saw a kaleidoscope on Facebook. So they came to Mansfield, and they loved them. So they contacted Ann Smith... Because she owns one of them. Ann Smith contacted me, and then we met them on the corner, and then called us two weeks later and said they want to. And these are now award-winning kaleidoscopes. Yes. yes. What was the award? It was the um, Art and Soul of Southern Idaho. That's a 
art competition people enter from around the United States that's hosted by Twin Falls every year. And it won Best in Show for sculptures over two feet. It's yes. a worldwide competition. Wow. And and uh, Twin Falls and what the other? Haley. Haley, Idaho. Haley, Idaho. Which I, is Sun Valley area. It's um, skiing. Yes. But it's also a summer retreat. So you create your art in the uh, in the workshop, and eventually you needed a place to to sell, especially some of the smaller pieces. And you were you opened a store, yes, on Main Street, mm-hmm. and it's called Little Blue Goat. And what can customers find inside the store of Little Blue Goat? So we make small items on all of our works on canvas, various sketches, glass pieces that are more appropriate for a residential environment, smaller kaleidoscopes, sculptures for yard and garden. I have some of your work in my home. Yes, you do. For those of you who, who are listening that don't know much, I play flute, and uh, my inspiration comes from Jethro Tull and Ian Anderson. And my wife had commissioned both of you. Yes, that was both of us. Describe the multimedia that you use. It's not just paint, obviously. It's there, you did something special to this piece of canvas. I believe you use sheet music. I do. I, I am a real scrap paper fanatic. <laughs> I have drawers and drawers of interesting pieces of fabric and paper at, at home. Eddie's just so good with line and form with paint that we'll collaborate. I would say at least 50% of our pieces, no matter what size or what they are, involve starting with passing something back and forth and back and forth. One of us makes the first mark. That's the hardest part of any piece of art for anyone. What are the hours of Little Blue Goat? Anytime Dr. Smith is open, which is Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, anybody can go in and browse around. And, and then we're there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for extended hours from 5 to 7 p.m. So that if you're out for dinner or something in downtown Mansfield, there's an opportunity to, to shop and browse. And, and now... Right across the street from Little Blue Goat, Mm -hmm. I find that you are also the owners of Mansfield Tattoo and that Eddie is starting his own new career, if you will, as a tattoo artist. Yes. As of this recording, how many tattoos have you you done? I believe I'm in the 30 range now. That's quick. Yes. This is like the 30 and 30 project. How how long have you been a tattoo artist? Since September 1st. Now, reverse... Instead of parent teaching child, you are now learning from... Yes, I'm learning from Sally and Jake and, and the other guys that work there, too. The other, We've got two other artists and our manager. When we purchased Mansfield Tattoo, when we took over ownership, our daughter and son-in-law were already working there. And the opportunity arose. It's something Eddie's always wanted to do. I've had 10 tattoos before we took over ownership. Now I'm clocking in at 24. (laughs) Wow. Yes, I've had 14 tattoos in eight weeks. Describe your latest tattoo. I think the latest one is the butterflies. Mm -hmm. I I am a passionate gardener and botanist. That's Mm -hmm. what my background and training was in college. And so I've been letting Sally and Eddie tattoo flowers and Texas pollinators. 
some of them are realistic, some of them are imaginative, because our style together tends to be very imaginative. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. That's what I, when we, when I started the interview, the most bohemian yes. couple that I know. <laughs> and, you know, at this point, I'm just going to go ahead and let him do my, my whole arm. And So by the time you say, all right, enough's enough, you will have an entire sleeve. I will. I'll have a whole sleeve and probably a whole leg, too. <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie, you're not shy to tattoos yourself. Do you, oh, yes. do you have a favorite? I, I see at least half a dozen on your arms. Uh, this is, this one is my favorite. This was Sally's first. Okay, this and this is what to our listeners? This is a paintbrush with three slashes. Uh, this is what Mary and I used to sign our work with. Three slashes with a line through it, which can be an E or an M. But it's just a paintbrush with some color splats on it, and it was Sally's first color blending. And it's been there for two years, and it's still my favorite. So Sally did the, your your latest tattoo, and uh, but the, there's also the team of Sally and, and Jake. What's Jake's experience? Jake has done the rest of my arm, which is almost a complete sleeve. It will be by the time we're finished. Um, Jake is a second-generation tattoo artist. His father has owned a tattoo shop up in New Hampshire, right? Yes. Basically, Jake's whole life, and Jake keeps the machines in the shop running well because it's just something he's he's done like my painting all my life jake has done this all his life and so he's he's just really good at it and we're lucky to have him describe the average customer that comes to see you at mansfield tattoo we have a wide diversity of customers but i think what we find unifies everybody who's seeking a tattoo is that they have decided to to make their mark because they've experienced something in their life that they want to remember. And I believe that they want to make permanent a piece of art that they can carry with them to the grave, Sure, a symbol or a picture or a date. Um, sometimes it's somebody's signature that has deep meaning for them personally. We see a lot of people who want to do a memorial to somebody. We see a lot of military veterans, you know, 90% of combat veterans have tattoos. And I think it's really an experience that helps people process something that's happened in their lives, whether it's a positive experience, like my first tattoo, wanting to bring back the memory of a life-transforming trip, or maybe it's helping them process some trauma that they've experienced. It's not a painless procedure, but we'd make it as comfortable as possible. It's sitting there and having the experience of making a mark that is meaningful to you is it, it's it's a ritual, and it's it to me it's a sacrament. I think it's a very intimate experience between the artist and the customer. And I've found that you have the best conversations while you're tattooing someone because you've got you know they've got your focus and you've got their focus. And it's just, it's, it's very neat. What are the hours? So where, where can people find Mansfield Tattoo? Mansfield Tattoo is at 131 North Main Street, across the street from Little Blue Goat. We dodge a lot of traffic there on Main Street. You play a little Zip, Frogger? We play some Frogger, <laughs> zipping back and forth between the two businesses. And the hours there, we're open seven days a week there. So Monday through Thursday, you can go from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, they're open from 2 p.m. till midnight, and on Sunday from 2 to 8. Is there a website? Mansfieldtattoo.com. 
but we really keep up with the Facebook page better. Okay. It's just a little easier to post pictures as they happen. Sure. So that's the best place to find us. And lilbluegoat.com. Mm-hmm. L-I-L Bluegoat on both of the social media, the big social media sites. Two of my favorite people in downtown Mansfield. And... Little Blue Goat and uh, Mansfield Tattoo Studio, uh, both on Main Street. Mary Elizabeth, Eddie, thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you so much. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Taking a look at the events calendar for the upcoming week, we start with Colleen. Wednesday, February 5th, we have a Girl Scout cookie and wine pairing, part two, at 6 30 p.m. at Pord. Summit High School has a band concert at 7.30 p.m. at the Willie Pig Auditorium. On Thursday, February 6th, Brent Newsom has his campaign kickoff and fundraiser at 6 p.m. at Al Primo's. Sarah and the Saratones perform at 6.30 p.m. at Market Street's Tap House 16. Valentine Wine Glass Painting will take place at 6.30 p.m. at Pord. Mansfield High School presents The Little Mermaid from Thursday, February 6th through Saturday, February 8th at the MISD Center for the Performing Arts. That 70s band will play at 8 p.m. at Fat Daddy's. Also, this week is this month's Household Hazardous Waste Drop-Off event scheduled for Thursday, February 6th and Friday, February 7th from 3 to 7 p.m. and on Saturday, February 8th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Environmental Collection Center, 616 South Wisteria Street. A list of acceptable items can be found on our website, at aboutmansfield.com. Click on links. On Friday, February 7th, Doc Merrill plays Fat Friday's Happy Hour, 5 p.m. at Fat Daddy's. Wind Up Monkeys perform at El Primo's starting at 8 p.m. And the Velcro Pygmies perform at Fat Daddy's starting at 9.30 p.m. On Saturday, February 8th, is the Valentine Cookie Word Search and Painting event at Flying Squirrel Coffee starts at 11 a.m. The Apollo Adoption Day starts also at 11 a.m. at Hollywood Feed. Who's Your Puppy Love? The fifth annual Valentine's Social starts at noon at Bark Out Loud with free doggy ice cream sundaes, free human smoothies, and door prizes. Pord's Birthday Blowout starts at 6 p.m. at Pord. Complimentary food and cupcakes, raffle and prizes, and more. It's Bingo Night at St. Jude Catholic Church, also on Saturday. It's starting at 6.30 p.m. Stargazing with Astronomers at Oliver Park at 7 p.m. And Rockin' the Fat Daddy stage at 8 p.m. is Van Hagar with Poisonness. On Sunday, February 9th, Petco Mansfield is hosting an adoption event at noon. Free Roll Monthly World Poker Tournament takes place 3 p.m. at Fat Daddy's. Allegro Vivo, featuring the Lake Ridge High School Wind Symphony, will take place at 7 p.m. at the Willie Pig Auditorium. On Tuesday, February 11th, Timberview's High School Band Concert takes place at 7 p.m. at the Willie Pig Auditorium. If you missed any of the events that were just mentioned, the list can be seen in written form on our website 
aboutmansfield.com and click on blog. A couple of comments from last week's episode on the commentary that I did last week regarding high school senior DeAndre Arnold, who risked being barred from classes for not cutting his dreadlocks. Corinne writes, I, an African-American woman who wore natural hairstyles throughout my senior year at Arlington's Bowie High School, was proud to graduate in the top 10 of my class, a National Achievement Scholar, and with a four-year academic scholarship to the University of Virginia. I wore natural hairstyles throughout grad school and received a Master of Public policy at Duke University. I wear locks now and consider myself a successful contributing member to the community. So, from personal experience, I can tell you that hair does not make the student. I'm confident our community would not allow such nonsense as what's going on in Mont Bellevue to happen. Our history shows that MISD has not always been welcoming to diversity, equity, and inclusion, but we continue to learn and grow. Regarding the human trafficking interview with John Geierman from Free for Life International, Ashley writes, I was floored by the human trafficking segment you did with Free for Life. I had no idea that trafficking was so close to home, even in Mansfield. The numbers and statistics given made my heart sink. Thank you for shedding light on this tragedy happening in our own backyard and providing ways that we can help. Thank you to both Corinne and Ashley for listening and for your comments. We welcome all feedback about the program, whether it's a specific news story or feature that you heard, or perhaps uh, a mention on uh, Colleen's first day on the job. Feel free to chime in by email at comments at aboutmansfield.com or by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. We will read or play back some of the comments next week. Congratulations to Mickey Rice, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Which park in Mansfield is the oldest and when did it open? And the answer is, let's go to an expert. Hi, this is Ann Beck, the Mansfield Parks and Recreation Marketing and Communications Manager. The oldest park in Mansfield is Julian Field Park, which is located on Broad Street at Magnolia Drive, just across the street from City Hall, and it opened in 1960. Mickey receives a $25 gift card to Stevens Garden and Grill. After the break, the trivia question of the week. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel. This is about Mansfield. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. It's time right now for the ever-popular, always fun, trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Branded Burger Company, a funky burger and sandwich joint with signature branded buns, a full bar plus sports on a massive TV. Located in the old Ray's Pharmacy building at 1831 East Broad Street in Mansfield, you can find them on the internet at brandedburgercompany.com. This week's question is... The 9th Annual St. Patty's Pickle Parade and Palooza is just about a month away. What is the theme to this year's Pickle Parade? Email your answer to trivia 
at aboutmansfield.com. And again, the question is, what is the theme to this year's Pickle Parade? Good luck, and thanks to Lonnie and all the great folks at Branded Burger for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, just in time for Valentine's Day, we will talk with a Mansfield-based food and beverage expert about some local eateries that are to die for. The show will be released on Wednesday, February 12th. Until then, thank you for listening. For Colleen Daniel, I'm Steve Casillo. This is About Mansfield.